She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. The day that we get our lives together, Molly, is the day that we like close up shop on this podcast. I don't want this. I don't want this. Bigfoot erotica, yay or nay? I love you. If you're furry or not. Chapter 55. Matthew Biggs, I love you, but shut up. (laughs) Damn, I would do her too. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) I don't either. You look like sadness today from inside out because you're kind of bluer. It's my natural light. I have a beautiful window behind the house and I was there like facing outside and there's no point in not Mm -hmm. enjoying the sunlight while we Every influencer who's listening to our pod right now is like, how dare she use natural light? How dare I? How dare you? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I have to tell you what happened last night. Oh, sorry. I was like interrupting you. (laughs) Sorry. So let me tell you what happened last night. So my oldest son, James, has been taking ninja classes, like American Ninja Warrior, not karate, Mm -hmm. like American Ninja Warrior. And um, he's been doing them since October. So like five-ish months. And um, they had their first test last night since he's been in it. Oh, boy. And his coach was like, I don't make the final decisions, but I think it's looking really good that he's going to get moved up. Nice. This is the kid who has a fine motor delay that's pretty severe, and he was able to do the grip and re-grip, and he was able to hang for 10 seconds. Cool. Um, he's able to do a cartwheel. He could do the bridge. Like, I was so fucking impressed Good with him. So I said, how do you think he did? He's like, I feel like I'm already a yellow, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to make yellow. And I was like, love that confidence, kid. Aunt Molly is very proud of the confidence. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And the, that's how Mo- Aunt Molly's running life right now. It is. We are confident. Mm-hmm. Like, Till it collapses, and then I we're feel like be a puddle. I feel like we may need to like rein it in a little bit so he doesn't come across as like a smug asshole. But for right now, I don't confidence. know. Confidence. That's Piper Addison. She's a smug asshole. Yeah, well, that's that's like the neurodivergence of our kids. <laughs> I know, I know. So my mother-in-law is here. Yeah, and I'm going to stab. You feeling stabby Matt. today? Just Matt. Yeah. Just Matt. Yeah. You know how we just, we sometimes revert in our personalities when we're around people from our past. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. sister and I get bitchy when we're at mm-hmm. our mom's house. We fight like mm-hmm. we're teenagers. Mm-hmm. There's just some people that bring, like mm-hmm. Lily Aldrin. I was thinking Lily and her friend from high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Lily, he just gets snarky and snotty. Michelle. That's the friend's name. Michelle, yes. He just gets snarky and snotty and I don't think he realizes he's doing it and i don't know why he does it yeah it just makes me want to go matthew biggs i love you but shut up <laughs> whenever my mother-in-law visits and she tries to give me parental advice i just think to myself mm, i'm still raising the son that you raised so no <laughs> as someone that worked with that son i love you tom i love you tom too <laughs> But I'll, ha- I'll have you know he has received I've you payment for, a long time. for this episode as well. I'll have you know he has received his payment for this episode as well. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't doubt that. We've been reading a lot of smut. <laughs> Tom has paid uh, in sexual favors for editing our podcast. <laughs> have you moved on? From, are you out of uh, our Yeah, I, I, I've been listening to the Shadow and Bone series, which you keep taking mm. off the pod. So I I, I just, just, the I next couple of reads, I have to read. It. I, I don't think you would like it. It's definitely a Nurse Katie and April book, but it's not really like the fantasy a that Molly you like. Book. You like the fantasy that's like witches and magic. And we like the fantasy that's like supernaturally and not witches. I like it witches. supernatural, but when they get into like, as soon as they start trying to get into the science of it and they're like, and that's well, what this is. They call it, they call it the, the hidden science. 
It's like the OBRXs are magically Guan. Mm-hmm. Because they're Guan, they have to be able to do the 75ers. And the 75ers become this. And it's like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. It's I know Gr- this is all made up, but it makes no fucking sense. It's the Grisha in this series. Anyway, so I'm listening to that. <laughs> I like that you had to correct me. You're like, no, it's the Grishas, not the 75ers. Yeah. And, and, um, and so it's... Anyway, so I, and then I um right. I got my hair done today, so it's back to you it's know beautiful. sassy red. Mm-hmm. And um I started yesterday while I was at Ninja with James, and then red today while I was at the salon. I was doing the James the John Green thing. Um, I, but I, I, the I next three books that we have for Pod, all three of the books for March, um, are all ones I have to read physically. physically so yeah. I just am taking a Pod audio book break and listening to those, um, the Shadow and Bone, but. Uh, John Green is all over the Tiki Talks and the Instagrams complaining about his book being banned. Have you seen Again. it? Yeah. I know. I just sent you a video. Did so, you see it? Yes, I did. And I thought that was I so will funny. Not be, I will not be. What is it? I will not be. He was being he blackmailed by ineffectual needle nose. Yeah. Flaccid penises, I think, is actually what. Yeah, is. a flaccid penis. You don't even know my name. I'm the fucking Lizard King. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I just I love the video that um, I'll have to send it to you. I think I might have mentioned it already. Where he's like, "Can we all just agree that if it is pornography, it's like the worst kind of pornography?" <laughs> oh my god. Well, I was my mother in law. Okay, so my mother in law actually were talking about this because. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law and I are on very vast different spectrums when it comes politically. Uh-huh, she but we is, are too, but I still disagree. Right. You and I are, else. you and I have a lot of common ground. Say you and I are this paper and there's a line here. You and I kind of sit on the line, right? Yeah. She's off the paper. Hmm. Okay. So her and I were talking about um, the banned book thing. Uh-huh. Okay. And we were talking, and John Green came up, and I explained to her, and it was the girls were having breakfast, and Piper has already read Looking for Alaska, because what hasn't Piper Addison read? Right. So we're sitting there talking about it, and I go, and Piper and I go, she goes, Piper goes, didn't Looking for, or didn't John Green get banned? And I go, actually, they're trying to ban Looking for Alaska again. My mother-in-law goes, for what? And I go, pornography, and she's like, huh? And Piper's like, where? And I go, the fake blowjob scene. Or the blowjob scene. And Piper's like, that's not a mm-hmm. blowjob. And my mother-in-law just looks at Piper. And I go, and I go into the whole scene and explaining mm-hmm. about how the kids don't know what they're doing. And they freak mm-hmm. out. And they go to the girl that knows what she's doing and how it's all uncomfortable and awkward and mm-hmm. just uncomfortable, yeah. right? It's not and the funny. way you want your first sexual experience to be. But, but the, the next scene, he's snuggled up to alaska and that is so much deeper and more it's so important. much more sexual than the blowjob is well and it's that's definitely more intimate i don't know what i would say sexual but more intimate. well okay it is more personal mm-hmm. it is more like you said mm-hmm. it is more intimate yeah but i was like explaining to her i was like look this they're there that is the most relatable scene to kids in mm-hmm. that whole book yeah and i go and Yes, okay, it is talking about sex. But those kids are already talking about sex. Yeah. Would you rather them have access to something that's like, hey, look, everything's this batshit crazy? Or do you want them just looking at porn on the internet and right. watching the nasty shit they've watched there? Right. Um, so, we have a, It's been a long know. time since we've said this, so I'm going to say it again. Um, we don't fucking ban books. Sorry. That wasn't what I was going to say. But uh, John Green every season until he comes on. John Green every season until he comes on. Sir, we are running out of your books. We are about Seriously, to cover John. our... We're going to have to go to Hank. We already read Hank. He only has a what? duology. We read the first book in the duology. So what are we going to do? Read the second one? So we have read Looking for Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, we have read uh, uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Tonight and this week, turtles all all the way down. down. And this month, next month, we're going to be reading um, an abundance of Catherine's. We're running out of your books, sir. We're going to need yes. you to either come on our podcast or write more books. Excuse I would be fine me. with either of those options, but I think that Molly would really want you to just come on the pod. I, I would prefer to you to join us, but we need like. But we two. also want more of your books. So. We also well, I mean, we would love more of your books, mm-hmm. but we need two episodes. We need an ep- a trial. We need a episode where we test the waters 
or we don't air that. Mm -hmm. And then we do a real episode where April actually speaks. (laughs) Yeah, because when I first meet him, I'm not, I might throw up. Uh, It would be bad. uh, I'm 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 going to do all my semi, um, all my semi anxiety things. Speaking of semi anxiety, this week's book. Us, this week's book, yeah. This week we are Which, we're still in the middle of our romance reads, and this is our little third secret one. thing. I finished this last night. <laughs> well, I had I had forty five minutes last night. I, I had forty five minutes left, and the world. Do you want was me to tell them here. what the fuck we're talking about, or you just want to sure, keep I guess. I'm just gonna keep talking over you till you, one of us dies. We That's are talking about Emily Henry's book lovers this week. This is our third book in our month long romance reads. Um, the first one we did was Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. Our second one was Delilah Green Doesn't Care, which was last week's book, Ashley Herring Blake. Um, now we're doing Book Lovers by Emily Henry, and next week we'll do our final one, which is um, what I'm thinking. The Fine Print by uh, Lauren Asher, Um, which is dirty. It's it's very dirty, girl. All right. So you want a synopsis? Please. All right. New York City literary agent Nora Stevens is a woman from a rom-com, but not the one who gets the guy. She's the bitchy blonde woman who gets dumped when the male love interest finds his one true pairing by saving a Christmas tree farm in a small town. And before you question how that could be anywhere close to accurate, this exact same scenario has happened to Nora four times. It's not Not always a Christmas tree farm. Not thrice. But four four times. (laughs) It's not always a Christmas tree farm, but it's always the same plot. Charlie Lastra is a literary editor. He's good at his job, possibly the best, but he comes at his authors with big eyebrows and very little cushion for the red pen he wields. The t- then one time Nora and Charlie met in person, Nora is late, possibly for the first time ever, and Charlie is an ass, definitely not for the first time ever. Needless to say, it did not go well. But when a once-in-a-lifetime trip, see what I did there? Once in a lifetime trip. Uh, For Nora and her little sister Libby, send them to none other than Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, which just happens to be Charlie's hometown, where he has recently come home for family. Things get far more complicated. And another fantastic rom-com by Emily Henry. This story takes us on a journey that includes forbidden love, redemption arcs, and Bigfoot erotica. Bigfoot erotica. Bigfoot erotica. Bigfoot erotica. Which is probably a real thing. I'm sure it is. I told Tom about it. (laughs) And he said the same thing. That's probably a real thing. Because, you know, there's somebody out there. (laughs) I'm sure. He read about big blue aliens last season. Peg for every hole. Peg for every every hole. hole. And sometimes holes go together and sometimes pegs like pegs. It's fine. And it always seems to be in these rom-coms that the pegs are way too big for the holes. Like, why? No, can we no, just have, I don't want this. I don't want this. Can we just have a rom-com that the man has a normal size penis? No, because we don't need you know to talk we'll about get? the length of him. We'll just get a, our main character's going to have a micro penis in the next book, right? And he's like, but no. he has a great personality. No, he has, <laughs> she talks about the, the length of him. Whatever. I know. Um, I did not put this in my notes, but I just have to say this because I don't know if you've, you caught on to this twice in this book, January Andrews books are mentioned. Yes. Which is the author. One of the main character author from beach read, which is right. Emily Henry's first adult romance book. I know For those of you that don't know, she also wrote YA before adult romance. So mm-hmm. everyone thinks she just has three books, but that's not true. She has some YA A books lot. that she wrote before um, her three romance. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, um, Right. So they mentioned that. And Charlie is her editor. And the reason I wanted to point this out to you is because Emily Henry has on her website and I'll link it in the description below. Mm -hmm. She has a a continued story, like a short story that she mixes together all of her characters. And it's from the point of view of January and August. And they see they're in an airport and they see Uh uh, Nora and Charlie in the airport. That's amazing. So anyway, just thought I would share that with you. Um, all right, you ready for questions? I am. 
14 minutes in. Fuck me. 14 minutes in. Okay. We're getting our life together. Never. Never. The day that we get our lives together, Molly, is the day that we, like, close up shop on this podcast. Guys, we have really some terrible news. <laughs> we have our lives together, so now we can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, we're too busy for you fuckers. Sorry. Stop calling our fans fuckers. They love it. You and... don't know that. <laughs> uh, we know they love me. You want to know why? Because everybody and their brother have been following us lately. Uh, you have a video that's blowing up on Instagram. Like, it's... <laughs> Every time I log in, there's at least 10 notifications of somebody that's liked or commented And, like, on five it. of them are following. And like, then they're following, too. It's crazy. So, welcome, new fans. That's very exciting. What, All right, what happens when I put a little lipstick on? It was that shirt and hair combination. I was like, damn, I would do her, too. <laughs> it's like, when I try, I'm pretty decent, huh? <laughs> Molly, as we have already established, you and I basically look the same. So... Or- Look, I can't say that you're not beautiful because that would be saying that I'm not. And like, I don't want to self We would never talk bad about ourselves. I don't want to self-hate. So. Okay. Anyway. Fine. All right. Question, please. <laughs> Weird deviation. All right. Uh, this is the second Emily Henry we've read for this podcast, but it's actually Henry's third adult rom-com. Right. Um, oh, I said this was the second one. It's the third one. We're going to read her second one for season five. I put it on the mm-hmm. list already. So how do you think this one stacked up uh, to Beach Read? It's definitely her. Mm-hmm. You, I knew it was Emily within the first. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, well, in the first five minutes of the audio, because I listened to the audio book. Yeah. But. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. It's her tone, demeanor. All mm-hmm. of it is. It's just her. She's it's the witty just, banter that she creates. It is. It's Gilmore Girls without the speed, you know? Oh, yeah. I can see that. It's Gilmore Girls without the speed. The She's thing- Sorry, go ahead. that good of writing. The thing what is... What was it I text you? It's Shonda. Yeah. Right? You said it was She's Shonda. Shonda. Yeah. She's Shonda without her Shonda. voice. Yeah. It's so clear. Yeah. Like, I just know who she is. Like, I can see a show and know it's Shonda Rhimes. I could read one yeah. of her books, Name Untouched, and I'm going to know it's Emily Henry. And for me, like, I haven't read her second book, The People We Meet on Vacation, yet. This was actually my second reading of Book Lovers. It came mm-hmm. out in 2022. I bought it as a pre-order and read it right. last summer. Um, so I just read it again. But um, the characters that she writes, the women and the men are very intellectual, but in a witty way. Like, it's not like In Abundance of Catherine, the book that we're going to read next month. Colin is an academic. He's not witty. Hmm. And what I like about like characters like Charlie and Gus for that matter Hmm. um, is that they are witty and it's a flirtatious wit. And that's what I'm into. That's what I married. You know what I mean? That's all you want is flirt. Right. Four seven. You want to be flirted with. Right. I flirted with my husband today. It was lovely. Uh, (laughs) We flirted, not fucked. (laughs) Just to clarify. Um, so anyway, I, I very much thought this was very clearly her voice, especially in the line, which is my favorite line, possibly in any book ever. I'm a grown man, Nora. I can buy my own (laughs) Bigfoot erotica. (laughs) What a fucking mess. Um, and they were Venmoing back a dollar, a dollar, a dollar. A dollar. And then he wrote it off as a business expense. (laughs) Um, One thing I do have to say, I think I actually liked Beach Read better than uh, Book Lovers. However, I like the side story of Nora and Libby much better than January's dad dying and the affair and all that. See, but this book was two books. You think? And it worked as two books. Yeah. But I feel like that was the same thing with Beach Read. Um, It was a story within a story. And I remember saying this in Beach Read because the the character, January Andrews, she talks to Gus and she Mm -hmm. says that... um, that her books are considered women's fiction, which is only because she's a woman. And I remember saying in that episode that I don't necessarily think Emily Henry writes erotica or smut or romance novels. I think she's a writing women's fiction. And because they have sex 
and the sex is described in fantastic detail. She gets right. put in the rom-com section. See, I don't know that it actually is rom-coms. But I don't think Beach Reads dual story worked as well as oh, this I don't dual either. story does. And, and that's what I'm saying. And honestly, that I, I liked, could stand alone without it. This one couldn't. Right. This and one that, needed both stories. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I liked the other book better, but I liked the side story better in this one. Um, I think it worked together better. I don't know if I like their story better or this one. I can't really pick. I think I like them equally. Mm-hmm. I do like this book boyfriend more than that book boyfriend more. Really? Than. This one reminds me of... Um, Brett, what the fuck is his name? He plays Roy Kent in... Uh, <laughs> In Ted Lasso. He's here. He's there. He's there. He's, He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. He's there. Here. He's there. He's, He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> fucking love him. And he just got. He, they made him Hercules in the new MCU. Nice. He's fucking. Hot. Did you see the skit he did with Oscar the? I Grouch? haven't gotten to it yet. So I haven't gotten hilarious. to it yet. His SNL is going to be hilarious. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So funny. All right. uh, Next question. Nora sees herself as the real life villain in a small town rom-com. That person is never the main character. What did you think about this twist on this genre? The fact that she's the main character. She 100% is a person that doesn't see themselves as the main character in even their own life. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a good point. So it makes complete sense that this book is about her Mm -hmm. and she doesn't even believe the world revolves around her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and we've had friends in the past that treat themselves like a background character. Right. I've worked with people that treat themselves like that. There's a lot of people that treat themselves like that because they feel like their mission in life is to give to others, to the people around them, whoever Mm -hmm. they love. And I think she had been doing that for so long. I don't think she knew how to put herself first. Yeah, I agree. It's an impressive choice by the author. I thought it was a really good, a good decision, like Mm -hmm. to give that person a redemption story, to give that person a, it's not even a redemption story. We tend to think of the person that's dumped as the, you know, as the bitchy, you know, blonde, big city girl. And she wasn't worthy of his love anyway. And and that that's wasn't, not what this was about. That wasn't Nora. She had a lot of shit dropped. She on just her. wasn't the right person in that right moment. Mm-hmm. And while that sucks for Nora, mm-hmm. it just keeps being her story. Yeah. She but just never found the right fit. She was hoping to find the right Charlie fit. Charlie is the right fit. I love it so much. Charlie is the right fit. A I love percent. I love that he calls her Stevens the whole time. Oh, Fuck, that was hot. But that's how Matt and I talk. Bigs. Bigs. We call each other Bigs constantly. Well, I would not like it, I think, if Tom called me Watkins, because that's what they call you when you work in the schools. They just always call you by your last name. Mm. But I found it sexy as hell that... When he did it? When he would call her Stevens, I was like, damn, why that's is cute. a last name sexy? That should not be sexy. No. But it was. It shouldn't be sexy, but it was. It was. It works. It works. And that's the point, right? Yeah. That's the point. All right. So Nora and Libby take a month-long trip as sisters while Libby is hella pregnant and has two kids under five at home. How do you feel about this plot? Did you feel better about it when we get to the, spoiler alert, twist that Libby and Brendan are moving to Sunshine Falls? I called it within the first. I know. Well, you texted me and was like, and, and you texted me the actual end of the book. And so I wrote back, is this another guess? Because I was like, I can't, I can't say, oh, you finished. Because what if you didn't? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I was just like, <laughs> oh, like she was missing a lot. And then they started working on that thing and mm-hmm. started bonding with his mom. And I was yeah. like. I thought she was sick. Yeah. And that um, was. That's what I thought. And I think that was, that was the way that they were leading us. Right. Emily was leading us that she was sick. Um, She was about the the age that their mom was, you know, when the husband started texting Nora a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Nora, Naomi, Libby, the main character. Nora's the the main character. Uh Reset. When (laughs) Nora was getting texts from her brother-in-law a lot, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
okay, I see what you're trying to do, misdirection here. Mm -hmm. But she was spending too much time alone, you know? She was... And she wasn't sleeping, you know? She was looking for a place. I mean, it was very obvious that she was trying to get Nora to be happy about that small town. Um, I was thinking it was more that she just wanted her to find somebody so that she could die and not feel like she left her sister with no one. But, I mean... We'll get to it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. The whole sibling relationship is weird in that book. Yeah, I do have a question about that. Um, I I don't find it very believable that somebody that's that pregnant would just leave their husband and two kids under five and go on a month-long trip. Um, like, that's what all of us want to, to do. That's what all of us Bro, want I to would, do. But If I could have bolted seven months pregnant with mm-hmm. Libya... Mm-hmm. when Piper was 18 months yeah. and just left Matt with an 18 month yeah. old fucking I would have been gone but, but it doesn't th- work that way it doesn't it work, don't work that, that way. way no it doesn't work my that life way. was no no yeah um okay backstory for contents and this is the sibling relationship question Nora and Libby grew up with a single mom after their dad bailed while their mom was actually pregnant with Libby Uh, Their mother dies suddenly when Libby is 16 and Nora is 20. After their mom's death, Nora assumes the role of parent, complete with passing over the job she really wants as an editor um, to make sure that she has money to support and care for Libby. Right. So what did you think of Nora and Libby's relationship overall? It is, it tugged on my heart. I won't lie. Like there Mm -hmm. were several times I cried. I, there was a lot. I've talked about this on here. My sis, little sister and I went through a lot together mm-hmm. in our early years mm-hmm. during our parents' divorce and all that. And mm-hmm. that bond, are we going to talk about the ending and like the fight the sisters have? Or can I talk about it here? We can talk about it here. I don't even remember what my questions are. <laughs> okay. So they have this breakdown where they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And Libby's like, I just need you to say this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to fix it for me. Yeah. I just need you to be my sister. Right. And there are so many moments in mm-hmm. that kind of trauma situation where you have to switch off the, oh my God, mm-hmm. they don't need me like this anymore. Right. And turn it over. And that is a very unique experience. So for her to be able to write it so well, mm-hmm. it was really good. My yeah. first thing was like, I need to message my sister because she yeah. needs to read this book. Well, for me, Libby calls Nora sissy. And that's what all okay. my brothers call me. Like, even know. as adults, their kids call me aunt sissy, which is like some thing. serious backwater inbred name but anyway um so every time she said sissy i was like oh okay you know like i felt that tug that tug yeah yeah that familial tug and i totally understand why libby is like nora i want you to be my sister i don't want you to mother me anymore i want you to be okay without having me as a project right i feel like that's realistic and it is and that's one of the reasons i really like emily henry's writing because she creates this romantic story this witty banter this amazing sex scenes and then she gets real with you too so real and she's so real in something that is heartbreaking and hard mm-hmm. and realistic well mm-hmm. i couldn't relate to the main character in beach reads i a hundred percent could relate to nora oh 100%. i have been the big sister who has to do the things right. i have been the big sister that is okay right. it is my job to make sure there's dinner on the table tonight. right Right. That that it's just, while her ex- experience is a little bit more extreme, the courts would have made the dad take Libby and all that jazz. That's a whole nother thing. But I lost my train of thought. Go on without me. No, that's okay. I do think that I, it was, I made it to a dead end and I lost it. That's fine. <laughs> Next question. I definitely think it was realistic and I really enjoyed their relationship and that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So. Just a question that's kind of random. Would you okay. read Dusty Fielding's book, Once in a Lifetime, based on the context and snippets from book lovers? I don't know. I would only read it if you fucking made me. <laughs> it sounds like historical fiction I or historical I romance. And I don't know that it really is, but that's what it sounds like to me. And I'm like, mm, it feels like. Eh. 
Tennessee Williams wrote Gilmore Girls is how that book is described to me. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It sounds and like it to just me, doesn't feel like mm-hmm. I would read that. It sounds like to me Deb Debbie McComer Deb Co- McComer, mm. like that, or even more like uh uh what the fuck's his name? Um, historical fiction? No, that's not it. I I don't mean the historical fiction part. Um, oh. Nicholas Sparks. Oh yeah. It yeah. could be. It's like it a Nicholas Sparks Nicholas kind of thing. Spark. And I've read three I've or read four. I, I mean, I've, I've read, read four Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks, but that's not my I've go-to. No. I mean, my reading has matured a shit ton since. Right. right. So that's what it sounds like to me. And so I don't think I would read it. But if you put it on the podcast, I'd read it. <laughs> I would not put it on the podcast. <laughs> because I have to read everything you put on the podcast. You Even things like uh, the um, apoth- Lost Apothecary and Queerly Beloved. Thousand followers. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make you finish Queerly Beloved if we get a thousand followers. I finished it. You didn't. That's how I feel every time you make me want to do The Lost Apothecary again. (laughs) All right. When we first meet Charlie, he passes on Once in a Lifetime because he doesn't find the setting believable. It isn't until Nora and Libby arrive in Sunshine Falls that we learn that it's actually Charlie's hometown. Did this storyline work for you? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> he could have fucking said that in the beginning. Yeah. I live in Sunshine Falls. This is inaccurate. Yeah. Like, and right. story over. Right? And, and the whole thing was, the point was not that it took place in specifically Sunshine Falls. It needed to be small town in the South, Americana. That's what it needed. And the name Sunshine Falls has that ring to it you know so it's just it didn't it didn't work it's too convenient but but also you have to write some tropes some cliches and some convenience I mean, yeah. in order to get through the plot right so you talk about that all the time yes but like it's the one bed trope mm-hmm. it works sometimes it doesn't other, yeah make it an elderly grandfather that lives there Change yeah. the storyline completely. His well, elderly I mean, grandfather is dying. His th- That's not too far from what happened, though. His dad know, was sick. You're telling me he was born and raised in this town and never thought to mention it when he was offered this book? Well, I don't know. It just doesn't feel believable. I like how he says, though, I want this book. Like, he's like, I want it. <laughs> when when it's our mm-hmm. next book, he wants it. Like, he wants the book. I and want this book. I like how aggressive he is about it like we're gonna i'm gonna do this it's gonna be my book this is my book and this is why right um all right bigfoot erotica yay or nay possibly who's writing it (laughs) who's writing it that's an excellent question (laughs) is it like Bigfoot real or man in Bigfoot costume pretending to be bigfoot which one would you prefer because i'm so confused by that question because I honestly think one of those furry. makes you a furry, <laughs> right? And I'm not a furry, so and I'm not into bestiality. And either. then one makes so, you committing bestiality, so I don't know. I would prefer the furry part of it, I guess. But I honestly, the only way this book work that book, I'm sure it's out there as like a bestiality type thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, woman falls in love with man who she realizes he spends his free time scaring locals dressed as Bigfoot. So it's and like she has a to come to terms with his unique like a, hobby, a, a naughty Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, like she has to come to terms with his unique hobby. <laughs> I think I'd rather have it be that he actually is Bigfoot, um, because that's at least Bigfoot more overnight. Like every once a month or every year, he turns into a beastly monster. Well, I mean, how is that any different than werewolves? Right. That's what I was going to say. You. Like, If you're furry or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got a Chewbacca porn, but. We're I don't know, but that's a part of uh, Turtles All the Way Down, remember? I know. Um, we probably need to ask this question on Instagram. 
But Bigfoot erotica, yay or nay. Listen, all the bookstagrammers that read the spicy shit, they'll all be like, yeah, let's do that. But then they also read Ice Plane and Barbarians, and we were both like, what the fuck is this? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. But I also, while you guys love A Court in Thorn and Roses, mm-hmm. like, Akatar's fine That's because you only read the first one. Akatar's fine. But, That's because you only read the first one, which was romantic, but, but then the second one, Hello, Farrah, darling. The anything oh, I wanted fuck. it. The first one gave me everything I needed. I don't want shit else from it. Chapter 55 of A Court of Mist and Fury. You know what I'm talking about, people. Molly doesn't, but you know Chapter 55. She has it tabbed, I'm sure. <sighs> Anyways, next question. <laughs> All right, for me, Charlie Lastra is the ultimate book boyfriend. He has dark eyes, dark hair. He's ridiculously smart. He's witty. He's flirtatious. And apparently he can make a woman climax three times in a row. Thoughts Um, on Charlie? Charlie is Brett, what's his face from Ted Lasso. Yeah. This man is. But is that sexy or not? Yes. Yeah. I like, he's a storm cloud. Uh huh. He's a storm cloud, mm-hmm. but he's got a heart of gold, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's sweet and beautiful and cute, and mm-hmm. and he, he's so into Nora. Mm-hmm. He loves her. He loves her, man. Mm-hmm. It's intense. So the the scene where they're uh, skinny dipping together and they start mm-hmm. making out, and he's like, "I don't want to stop," and like that moment, I was just like, "Damn, don't stop." Don't She's stop like, that. "So don't." right right um yeah charlie he's definitely on the book boyfriend list for me i think he's sexy as hell that witty banter that stevens oh shit that's it (laughs) all right continuing on the topic of charlie nora's secrets are revealed pretty early in the book and continuing throughout but we only learn charlie's as the book progresses towards the end. Right. Did you find his family history believable? Like knocked up mom comes back and marries the high school sweetheart that she had yes. fled from. Yes. Even I though mean, he's engaged to somebody else. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yes. They I mean, were the town scandal and then they become the town joy. I mean, that's, that's they happens that in Gilmore girls, right? That's Lorelai. It's Lorelai. Mm-hmm. It's Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I had so many Gilmore Girls vibes on this. Yeah. But. Yeah. But I liked it. And I like Gilmore Girls, so. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And I think that's when okay. Indeed, hmm? I will follow anywhere that, that you, you tell me to. you I will follow where you lead. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) All right, the checklist. Libby creates a checklist for her and Nora to complete while they are in Sunshine Falls. Do you have a favorite from the list? Um, I liked the wear flannel. That was cute. That was cute. And how we got that one checked off. I'm trying to remember the whole list because I didn't have a physical book in front of me. So I don't know that they, well, I guess they do. I'm yeah. Not, let, let me Google see it. if I can Google I'm, it. Actually, I can probably just find Numbers. it. Um, so did you have one that you would absolutely not do? Sleep with a local skinny dip. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, I feel three and four, but I don't see one and two. Um, general makeover, build something, literal, not figurative. Hmm. Um, they were supposed to sleep outside under the stars, pet a horse. It was ride a horse, but then it was ride pet a horse. horse. Yeah. Um, then there flannel, was. Um, date someone revive, local twice. Leave a local business. Start a fire. Hike. Or- Okay, so I, I, I'll, I'll say save a local business. I thought that was cute. I would do that. <laughs> I would try to revamp. A, I, I, I am very much Libby and go, you know what? I can remodel a new a bookstore, no problem. 
Um, I thought that probably my favorite one was, um, yeah, I would agree. Save a local business. It's like, so cliche, but I love it. But the one that I would never, ever, ever do, I would not go skinny dipping in a no. fresh body of water. No. Oh, no. No. Nope. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Nope. You for sure will catch some sort of bacteria. Yeah. Um, now, I might consider it with Charlie Lastra. <laughs> I, I, I'm born with the how hard can it be gene. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Fresh water on your lady bits. Some it gets on infection. there anyways with a swimsuit. Molly, I don't swim where things live. And there's a reason. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Nora and Charlie together. So it's pretty Mm -hmm. obvious early on that there is not only an attraction between them, but an outright flirtation. But even with that, they sort of have a slow burn. We get kisses and touches and flirtations, which is very similar to Beach Read. Uh, We get the witty banter, but the two don't actually bang it out until the last quarter of the book. So Mm -hmm. was the story worth the wait? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So good. So good. Fuck that book. Yeah. That book made me cry in the end. I, I cried, cried I was when she up. and Charlie like break it off because mm-hmm. you know, they, they have to, because she's going back to New York. Oh, that's actually my next question. I'm not ashamed to admit as much as this book literally had me laughing out loud. Like I literally was in the shower laughing at the idea of, um, Bigfoot erotica. Yeah. Uh, the ending, it made me cry. I mean, I assumed that Nora and Charlie would find a way to make it work, but when Nora leaves Sunshine Falls to go back to New York, um, oh, I was that's heartbroken. That's when I cried. I cried at the whole sister thing. Like, yeah. that's where I, you got my tears, is the family yeah. stuff. I was just not great. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I can see so, that. Yeah. For me, it was, it was when she said goodbye to Charlie and yeah. 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 Oh, the dance stuff. Mm-hmm. I, it just felt so cliche. Little Belle. That just scene felt too cliche. Oh, the whole big town dance and save the business was all just, very cliche. Just, really, but the thing is, really that's a Hallmark movie, you know? right? That's the Hallmark yeah. Christmas movies. They're all yeah. like that. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of those. I don't watch them. I've never actually seen one because I'm like, why would I want to see the same movie? People love that shit. I know. Well, they give me a hard time about rewatching Big Bang for the sixth time. Uh, I don't give you a hard time. No, I'm saying the people that watch that kind of shit. You know what I mean? The sheer amount of times that I've watched Parks and Rec all the way through. (laughs) Grace. Do you know how many times I've rewatched Grace? So I used to rewatch Grace all the time, but... After Derek died, I could only make it to that season. And I, like, right before Arizona and Cali, like, divorce, I just give up. I don't watch oh, the no. rest of it. I've started watching it with a new, like, as a grown-up grown-up, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Derek Shepard's behavior. Like, this, okay, this is not pod-related at How all. But I'm going to dare you. Dive. <laughs> I, okay, but listen to me. <laughs> he knows he's a boss. Mm-hmm. He knows he, who he is. And as soon as he sees Meredith and he realizes he's like her boss's boss, he should have fucking dropped it. That was inappropriate. Well, maybe she has magic lady parts. You don't I'm know. sure she does. Look how long she's been on TV. Of course she has fucking magic lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, more questions. I'm talking about Grays and yelling at, about Derek Shepard. What did you think together. of the ending? Um, so we talk a lot about cliche endings, especially in rom-coms. This book for sure has one because what happens for all of you that haven't read it, spoiler alert, Libby ends up managing the bookstore because her her husband got a job close to Sunshine Falls. They moved to Sunshine Falls. Libby's going to manage the bookstore. Magically. Which everything pans out. I mean, they literally say in the book, we can't afford to hire a manager, but Libby's going to do it. And then Charlie can go back to New York to be with Nora. So what did you think of the ending? While predictable, it was adorable. And I honestly didn't want it to end anywhere else. I loved it. And I loved the little bit at the end where there's a party and we don't know who the party's for. It could literally be it for anybody. And we know that Charlie has a ring box in his pocket, but not a ring. I love that scene so much. Mm -hmm. That man knows that woman so well that he's like, look, 
her i'm gonna propose to her but she is such a control freak yeah i know she's gonna pick it and, and that's her pro fine. con list was pro i get charlie con i might have to wear a ring i don't like <laughs> bro you know your woman when you're like i'm just gonna give her a box and tell her i will take her to the store and she can pick one i mean that is honestly a thought i have <laughs> I actually really love my ring. Tom bought all of my diamonds separately and then had them set together. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very beautiful. But, oh, funny story. So this is when we were dating. I took Uh a nap. It was like a a Saturday. And um, I woke up and Tom wasn't home. He wasn't at our apartment. So Mm -hmm. I call him and I'm like, hey, babe, where are you? And he's like, I'm watching the Eagles. I'm like, "Um, it's Saturday. The Eagles do not play on Saturday. Where are you really? Or, yeah. So it was actually um, Jets. Uh-huh. And he's like, can't you hear the, the Jets? Like, you can't hear them? They were, yeah. there was a, a show at an Ellington, show? an air yeah. show. Um, and what he was actually doing was sitting in a parking lot while they set my ring. <laughs> I didn't know any of that, but I was like, he is lying to me. He is cheating on me for sure. Not Tom. No. Not Tom. Have you ever seen the movie Big Fish? Yes. It's one of my all-time favorites. There is a line that Helena Bonham Carter says in it. Mm -hmm. To your dad, there were always two women, your mom and everybody else. That's how Tom is. There's me and then there's everybody else. That's Matt. Yeah. That's Matt. Yeah. I'm it. We We found good ones. Word. Even if he's pissed me off right now. Well, it happens. These are dumb. It's true. I'm I'm raising two of them, so I'm trying to make them less dumb. So girls cry a lot, so it's an impossible task. It is. I mean parenting in general is, but Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we were fucking talking about Emily Henry. Yeah, and um I don't have any more questions. So what else do you want to talk about? Do you have any other questions, Um, comments, things for the good of the class? No, not really. A lot of this book. Um, I gave it a five out of five on. I gave yeah. Three out of five. I gave it a five out of five. Oh, okay. Not a three out of five. I gave it a five out of five. It's like a four, four and a half for me. So actually, it's funny that you say that because the first time that I read it, I gave it a four and a half, and what I said was that I didn't really. Um, I I pointed out the things that I didn't like. And then when I read it the second time, I updated my Goodreads to say, updated second reading. I cried this time reading this. Five out of five stars. All of them earned. <laughs> That's cute. So, yeah. I, I thought it was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about what we're doing next week? Yes, please. Next week. Reading this book. The Fine Print. The Fine Print. By Lauren Asher. Lauren Asher. This is actually a trilogy about, it's the Dreamland Billionaires. And so, I don't know, I know you're going to, I listened to the audiobook, um, mm-hmm. but there are like little Disney castles in here. But it's yeah, not Disney, because that. that would be, you know. Insane. Copyright infringement. Right. Um, Hashtag not sponsored. But it's it's fucking Disney. Also, the, the publisher of this series Bloom Books is the same people who published Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, this is a lot better written than Fifty Shades, though. Um, check social media. This week, we will post the March mm-hmm. reads. We're only going to do three episodes in March because we are going to take a break. Praise um, Jesus. The last week of March. What we've been finding is that um, we start getting tired halfway through and we just need to take a break for, you know, it's ourselves. It's book burnout. Y'all yeah. been there. You, you go through where you read a whole TBR stack, and the next thing you know, your brain is pudding. Yeah. And you don't know why. It's yeah. because you've read 27 books. That's right. why your brain is pudding. Right. So we're going to take a little break. But the week before our break, we're actually going to have special guest, honorary book bestie, Francesca Zappia, author Francesca Zappia, to talk about her newest book that actually comes out next month. And it is called Greymist Fair. I've got it. Up there, she autographed this art. It. You have? It's so good. It is well, a grim fairy tale retelling. Right What'd you say? I don't have a physical read right now, so oh. I'm doing audiobook and when gotcha. I have time to do gotcha. a physical. Um, 
it's a, a Grimm's fairy tale retelling, Grimm's fairy tales. Um, it's, you know, it's Chessy. So we're going to love it. Yes, oh, we're going to have her on. Great. We're so excited again. She's great. And we're also going to have on uh, Molly's friend from Ireland Hillary. right now, Hillary, who is not from Ireland, but that is where she is currently. Hillary, um, my co-mom, my the other half of mommy, no. I, I don't know. We don't, I don't know what to call her. She's, I keep asking Molly to give me a fucking nickname for Hillary. I don't have I can... one. That's the thing. Hillary is so many things, you know, like Hillary is my co-parent. She's mm-hmm. sometimes my sister. Sometimes people think she's my sister-in-law. Sometimes people think that she's my cousin. Like we have gone to events as the Big Ed clan, right? Because mm-hmm. we have dubbed ourselves the Big Eds because we mm-hmm. co-raise our kids together. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit harder to co-raise kids now that they're in Ireland. In different continents. Fucking... We're working on it. <laughs> it's complicated. But I lost my goddamn train of thought. Well, we're going to read an Irish book with that Hillary. Picked, and I can't even pronounce the girl's name. Uh, Asling? Asling? Yeah. Aisling. Aisling? Aisling, Aisling. maybe? Anyway, um, it says on the cover how to pronounce it, but I still haven't figured it out. Um, And we're going to read that because it's, you know, St. Patrick's Day. In Irish, and she lives in Ireland. Right. Um, And the rest of the, well, the other book we've already told you is Abundance of Catherine. So now you know all the books for March, but we're still going to post them on social media because I already made the graphics, damn it. I hope you did. I did. (laughs) <laughs> okay, great. Because somebody needs to, because I don't do a great job at it. That's not true, Molly. That's not true. Stop being see- stop being sadness. I'm sad all day. <laughs> I'm in a weird... I had a day, gang, before we even started, and I'm in my head. So I need to not be well, on the camera. Well, it is motherfucking hot under these lights in the room where I'm filming, so I think we should go. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.